0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the severe Club. I am your host, Tina Severe, and welcome to our second episode. Yes, we are so excited. I am so excited for the second episode because, oh my gosh, I have a lot of things to get off my chest. I have a lot of tea to spill to you guys. So the title of this episode is Reading My Journal Entries from My Toxic Relationship Plus What I Learned. So you guys, you know we all go through some type of toxic relationship in our lives. And for me, oh my gosh, this relationship was such an issue in my life. But once I got over it, like I really became, that's like another thing that really helped me become the person I am today. Like I've learned so much in that relationship. Yes, it was toxic. Yes, it was terrible. Yes, sometimes I just want to erase everything that happened. But You know, I am also just blessed that I went through that. So i learned everything that I know now and my relationships going forward can be much more positive and much more healthy. So in this relationship, I mean, not in this relationship, but in this podcast today, I am going to be reading my journal entries. So here I have my journal right here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you guys can see my journal. Um, this is a journal I had my senior year of high school and in this journal, you know, this journal, it really helped me. Like I said, in my first episode, um, that journaling and just writing down my thoughts really helped me express myself and really helped me just, you know, find peace and come to terms with what I was feeling. So I wrote in my journal a lot whenever I was going through something very, you know, just something that made me feel very emotional and just have, a lot of rage, I would often just write it down in my journal. So, in this toxic relationship, it was a lot of journaling. And I'm going to be reading those journal entries with you guys. which I'm so excited because I feel like there's a lot of lessons in here. And I feel like, you know, especially as young people, not even just young people, but everyone, we all go through this type of, you know, manipulation and everything. So, we'll get into that in a minute. But just for some background on this relationship, this relationship started when I was in high school, and um, me and this boy, we've basically been off and on in high school since our freshman year in high school, and our relationship officially ended our senior year of high school, the beginning of our senior year of high school, so we've been off and on for about four years, and Honestly, like y'all know, like I thought this boy was my first love, thought we were going to be together forever. You you guys know how that go when you're over here. Oh, just trying to plan your life together. All, All that young stuff, you know, the puppy love. And the thing is, like when we were good, we were good. But when we were not, we were not like we had in a relationship where we were off again, off again, on again, off again. We were not in the same school for most of our relationships. So you guys know in high school, if you're not in the same school, you have to do more work to see that person. And it's just harder on the relationship. And because we weren't in the same school or even in the same or even in the same city for some of our relationship, that just made things very difficult. That opened the door for cheating, lying, manipulation, gaslighting, all these things. So Here's my journal, and I'm going to um, open to the first journal entry that I'm going to read you guys. Um, I have my little schedule right here, so if you guys are watching on YouTube and you see me just kind of looking off, that is because I have all my notes to hit on today. Okay, so this journal entry is from 9 9 which is... I think this is October? Is this October? Or september i don't know i don't know exactly which date but this first entry i'm going to read that right now okay so here we go i'm in a pretty rough place in my life right now my relationship with oh i almost said his name okay we're going to, to call him robert because i don't know any other Robert. so I'm gonna call him Robert. I'm in a pretty rough place in my relationship right now. My relationship with Robert is rocky. I feel so much stress and I can't even console with my mother. I see myself getting back to a dark place and I know that I don't want to be in it but it just seems like the easiest option. It's easy to just give up and go through the motions. It's easy to just let go of everything. I just want to feel secure in myself, my relationship, and with my mom. Sometimes I just want to be numb from all the feelings, but I'm an empath, so when I feel, I feel hard. I just realized that I love Robert after he hurt me. I tried to express my pain and stress to my mother, but all she'll worry about is school, and that's it. Like, my whole life is made up of school, and I'm not supposed to feel and react to Like, I'm not supposed to feel, react, or anything about any other part of my life. I cannot put up a front any longer. Because as of right now, things are not good. They will be. Okay, y'all, so in this first journal entry, it seemed like I was going through a lot, not only in my relationship with Robert, but also with my relationship with my mother. This is also during the time where I was depressed and I was kind of feeling lonely and I felt like me and my mother did not have a great relationship at the time because I felt like we were not communicating as well as we should have, as well as a mother and daughter relationship should be communicating. So as you guys see here in this this journal entry, I am feeling a lot of different emotions and this happens a lot to me like when I am stressed out and I feel like the whole world is against me it is it just always feels so easy to just let go and just you know just stay in a dark place because it is so easy to just stay in that dark place but because I have gone through depression and because I did see myself falling back into that place like as I wrote in here like it's easy to just give up and go through the motions. It's easy to let go of everything. I just want to feel secure in myself, in my relationship. And it's like, and I also said, I see myself getting into a dark place. I know that I don't want to be in it, but it just seems like the easiest option. And because I knew the symptoms, the kind of the signs of me falling back into that depression, I did not want to go back there because that was not a good place in my life. But it just felt so easy to just allow myself to be back there because just the stress, you know, worry on every other aspect of my life was not just, I felt like I had no way out of it. So that is my first entry. And now I'm going to move on to just about a week and a week and a half later, this is 9-22-19. Okay, so yes, this is September. This is the day after Robert's birthday. Okay, so at this time, me and Robert were living in two different cities, and my dumb self decided to go and drive to the city and see him for his birthday. Okay, So here, Robert's 18th birthday and the day he told me he was in love with me. Mind you guys, we were together for four years off and and on again, and we've never expressed our love to each other by saying, hey, I love you. Okay, so on his birthday, that's when he told me he loved me. I said, it sucks it took for a hiccup to come into our relationship for me to realize that I was in love with him too, but I'm glad we were. But I'm glad but I'm glad we learned and was able to discuss it in a way I don't think would have been successful if we weren't faded, by the way. Which is crazy because it's like, why does it take for us to be faded, for us to be able to communicate openly towards each other? Like that's something you should be able to do in a relationship, no matter the circumstances that's happening, you know? I think back to moments of yesterday and laughter. I look back to moments of yesterday and laughter in disbelief, but I don't regret anything. So this journal entry, I wrote the day after his birthday when I got back. And, you know, we had a very rocky relationship and you know, I kind of just like pushed everything to the side because it's your birthday. So I want to celebrate you. I spent, you know, a good amount of money on gas going there. I also, you know, got him some gifts. I printed out art pictures and did all this little cute stuff. Like one of my love languages is gift giving. And of course, one of the, like I love giving gifts as well. So I just try to go all out with the gift-giving, you know, make everything cute. And Loki, I got him a bunch of pictures, like, of, of us together, of me, of him, of us together. And I put them, you know, I kind of made, like, a, a photo album in a way, just because I want him to remember me. Like, because I knew he had other stuff going on on the side, but at the same time, I was, like, in my head, I was number one, which is that is not really a good mindset for me to be in at that time but I was like okay let me just get him these pictures so he don't forget me so he sees that like hey I'm I'm, I'm still present you know which is crazy when I think about it now but now the next journal entry is literally a month later like exactly a month later from his birthday and this is kind of like a spoken word, like um, like a spoken word poem, kind of. I wrote, so I do dabble a little bit in poetry, mostly when I'm in my feelings. So here is the next journal entry from a month later. You want me until you get me. You claim you love me until you get what you want. Then it's time to forget me. I instantly become a thought, a thing, a moment of the past, a fling. But to me, you were my everything. You said you, said, you said you wanted something real for life, but your actions was the number one lie. You wanted a doll you could play with, pick up and leave alone as soon as you got the instant gratification you knew it came with. You wanted somebody who could shut up, be still. Fuck and suck on the command like you were the dictator of my life, and I decided to act blind. You wanted somebody who could be your accessory, make you look nice on the outside, but not go deep enough to show you my true value. You wanted plastic, but I was gold. You wanted c- control, but I am something that the physical realm could not mold. I am a queen. I am a goddess. I am the bringer of life, and that's just me being honest. You wanted me until you got me. I made you realize that you're not enough, and I am everything. And now you're insecure, wishing you never met me. Hey, Tina, like, what are you going through? That's got you feeling this way. So I think... I think this was the part where I was kind of at my breaking point and I know I know I wrote all of this and it kind of sounds like I was done but I wasn't done honestly like I was at my breaking point in this relationship and I think this moment is like when I kind of there's this one girl that he I he was messing with and so I was back home in my city he's in his other city and I just th- okay this. Robert would block me from his Instagram. Like he, yo, his favorite thing was to block me from his story, his Instagram story. So I had businesses and stuff and I just logged on to my business page or another page that I have to watch his stories because I'm like, what are you trying to hide from me? Because in my head, I'm your girlfriend. Like, what are you trying to hide from me? And I saw that he was posted up with another girl. Um, I went onto that girl's page and look at her story and they just seemed like they was together and doing all this stuff. And from the, I think that's when I wrote this because it's just like, I literally just did all this for you. I came to see you. I spent money on you. Like I thought we were on a good path in our relationship just for you to kind of like do me dirty and just be laid up with another girl. That was like the really the tipping point. And, and I was really trying to decide, like, then, Christina, like, are you really going to put up with this? Like, aren't you better than this? Like, don't you deserve somebody who's going to give you the everything that you want and everything that you deserve in a relationship? And two days later, I kind of wrote this, um, another poem or spoken word that I'm going to read for you guys. And it's a poem followed by a journal entry, so here we go. The title of this is, I Chose Me. I Choose Me. It's crazy how choosing you is the hardest but best decision over choosing us. But you can't be forced to choose you. You have to truly desire and be ready for it. Because sometimes you're not even ready to face yourself. Sometimes you'll be in a situation and you know it's wrong, but you'll put up with it, hoping for it to get better or looking for a in-your-face reason to really end it. But when you realize you can't wait for either, you just have to live your life for you. Choosing you will come easy and all the what-ifs will disappear. You'll be content. You won't be angry or sad. You'll feel anxious but also relieved. You'll say your final words and not even care for a response or reaction because in your heart and head, you're truly ready to choose you. And hopefully it's not too late when he he realizes his wrong and finally chooses you too. And when I read back on that entry, that kind of gets me upset. The ending kind of gets me upset because in the end, I still wanted him to choose me. Like, cause I felt like it was me versus the other girl when there should never be another girl for me to even feel like I'm in a competition with anyways, you know, in the end, even yes, I wrote all of that talking about, I choose me, but I just really wanted him to choose me too, you know, and I kind of depended on him choosing me to determine how much I should value myself, which is very, very, very not good. And they always come back anyways, which is ridiculous, okay? So here is the same day that I wrote I Choose Me, but um, the actual journal entry of what I was feeling. I said, it just doesn't make sense how someone can just lie, call you babe, tell you they love you, but be in the next girl's face right after you. How can someone be okay with themselves? Did they really love you? Did they just love the idea of you? How can someone plan a future, sell you the world and just disrespect you? I just have had so much hope. I told my family about him. I wanted to give myself to him in a way that was so sacred to me. It sucks that I never that I will never truly know his intentions. It sucks that I will never truly know what his intentions were what his feelings were, how he viewed and valued me. It makes me question myself, like, what was I doing wrong? Was I not good enough? This is the type of stuff that I would say, oh, that would never be me, until it is. That's what happens when you let your when your guard down and you try to trust others the way you know you should be trusted in. I'm going to say this again because this right here, this deep, Okay. You, tr- you try, because I, I do this often. You try to trust others the way you know you should be trusted in. When you base others' loyalty to you on your loyalty to them. I feel, a, I feel used, like whenever he needed something, he would come to me. When he basically had a whole girlfriend he could run to. I did it out of love, but in hindsight, I don't know how to feel. Cash app, Uber, I drove to see him, gave him a $100 gift card, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Money isn't everything, but to be honest, I'm not stable right now, and I, but I will be. I invested financially, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually in him with nothing to show for it but myself. I feel like at the end, this is, like, when I'm really fed up. I was crying. I called my friend um, Mariah on the phone. Like, girl, like, I think it's for real over. Like, he hurt me so bad. And I think this moment, after I've broken up with him, or I don't really remember how I ended it, but he literally just posted him in the bed with another girl. Literally that like a few moments after I broke up with him, he literally posted a picture of him in the bed with another girl and posted it on her pit pe- on his actual page like I just felt so disrespected, and i that made me feel like he never cared about me anyways and and it's crazy when I think about it now because it's just like. I questioned myself, like, why did I put up with that? Why did I stay in that situation for so long, you know? And even when I wrote here, like, I trusted him the way I wanted him to trust me. And it's crazy because I was loyal to him the way that I wanted him to be loyal to me. And I never got any of it never 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 and the thing is like when I think about it he was such a manipulator like he knew how to talk like he had game. like he was smooth with his words and he was just also a huge gaslighter like he would make me feel insecure for feeling the ways that I feel you know for just looking at things the way like he would always accuse me of cheating and lying and stuff like that when it's just like dude like You are the last person to be talking because you know, like, what you're doing, you know? And it's kind of like, you know how, like, guys will sometimes be like, oh, they want to be able to go out and do all these things and talk to all these girls and have sex with all these other girls, but they want to have you at home, you know, being they, like, they're your only one. Like, they don't want you messing with nobody else, but they're out here, you know, doing it with the whole city. Like, it's just that toxic masculinity, that toxic mindset is dead, you know? Okay, hey, y'all. So this is Tina from The Future. Um, I am in the process currently of editing and going over the podcast episode. And I thought I wanted to include a little bit more talk because just re-watching the episode actually got me thinking about a few things because um, a key point that I didn't emphasize in the podcast episode was honesty and I am a very cool chick like you would be surprised how chill and cool I am and one thing that you know that made me feel hurt the most was that Robert wasn't able to be honest with me and honestly like I am not the traditional type of female like If he would have made it clear to me that he did not want to be in a a monogamous relationship, if he wanted to be in an open relationship or just not even be in a strict relationship at all and just stay talking and just, hey, he does what he do, I do what I do, that would have been fine with me. But the fact that he took away my opportunity to choose what I want for myself, the fact that he kind of just he wasn't honest and he didn't give me the opportunity to choose to do what I wanted to do. Like he made it, he painted the picture as if we were, our relationship was one way when he was actually living a lie. So that was like the key thing that really made me upset because I am a chill person, y'all. Like, like I'm not, when I go into a relationship, like I believe every relationship sets the standards for their for that particular relationship like so if he didn't want to be monogamous that would have been perfectly fine with me but the fact that he took away my choice in that decision made me feel even more hurt so I just want to let you guys know anyone who is listening to this right now whether you're a male or female or whatever be honest in all your relationships even if you don't think someone is going to agree with the type of relationship you want to have at least Give them that choice to make the decision for themselves. Don't lie to someone and make it seem like, you know, they're going to have a relationship that's this way when in actuality, you're just going to lie and turn against their back and just do all this extra nonsense that wasn't called for in the first place. So I just wanted to throw that in there and you guys continue watching. And once I got out of that relationship, Man, I was just so liberated because I was just that was literally like my last straw. Like I prayed to God to remove any soul tie that I had with him because I felt like like we had strings pulling us back to each other for so long that needed to be cut real quick. They needed to be cut long, long. They needed to be cut freshman year of high school, you know? They did not need to keep pulling towards each other for that long. So I pray to God to cut any soul ties I have with him, wash my hands with him in that situation, be over it, and move on with my life, you know? Okay, so now those are the general entries. And you guys, this relationship was just very, very, very like it was a lot for me. That was my first real, real I don't even know if it's if it's considered a real relationship because I feel like the relationship I have now is my first real relationship because it's just so much better. But I guess I could say that was my first relationship and I just want to share you guys share with you guys a few things that I've learned um from that relationship. Okay, so one of the things I've learned is trust your intuition because you guys I knew I knew for a long time that this dude was not treating me the way that I deserved to be treated I knew that I'd been needed to break up with him I knew that he was cheating on me I've been knew he was lying to me I've been knew he was gaslighting me I've been knew that he was just he, the version of himself that he was presenting to me was not the version that I knew that he had like he could I don't know how to describe it like I don't I see the potential in so many people like I saw so much potential in him and even though I knew that he wasn't doing right right now I thought that if I just stick it in if I just kept going if I just stayed by his side eventually he would show me the man that I knew he had in him this whole time you know but deep down inside I knew that I do not have to go through this, especially, y'all, like, I am high school during this time, like, high school the time, you're talking to people, you're getting to know people, you're figuring out what you like, what you don't like, you should not be taking any relationship too seriously in high school, but I was just like, like, just, you know, I had my freaking blinders, I was like, focused, you know, tunnel vision, and it's crazy, you know? <laughs> And yes, I was talking to people in between when we were on our breaks, on our breaks, which is another toxic thing, I think, a break. But at the same time, like, in the back of my mind, even when I was talking to other people, I was just like, oh, like, if he call me right now, I'm bye," you know? Because he was just always, like, my main, like, the main focus in my head. And I wish that, I mean, I can't change anything about it now, so... I just learned a lot. So the next thing that I I learned was actions speak louder than words. And yes, we hear that so much. We hear that so many times, but it's like it's so true. Like I said earlier like I don't understand how he was able to pull me in over and over and over like I'm a smart girl, like especially because I like you know psychology i like the way that the brain works the way people use words to manipulate you and get you to do different things like how was i like not catching on to game you know but like i said he was kind of a manipulator and a gaslighter and in my head i just saw like oh, I'm in love. Oh, well, God loves me. Oh, well, guy's giving me attention, you know, and especially because I did not value myself and I did not love myself. I was searching for that love in other things. And that made me, you know, even more vulnerable to people who are not saying that Robert is a parasite because I, you know, I respect Robert and our relationship and like, I see the growth in him now, but during the version of him that he presented to me, it was very parasitic. I'll say that. And the next thing that I learned was to love and value myself before anyone else. And that is because, like I'm trying to see what I wrote. Because I knew he was cheating. I know there was other girls in this picture. He probably did not even take me seriously as I took him, honestly. Like, he probably thought, oh, I was just another girl he was talking to. But to me, I thought we was in a whole relationship. So that's also another thing, like, perception. And because we did not have clear communication on what we were, what we were doing, it just left a lot of room for error. And because I did not love myself, I did not value myself enough, I was just accepting any type of treatment from him because I felt like, you know, he loves me or he's talking to me. He's showing me attention. And in a time in my life where I felt like nobody else was, I was I was I was willing to accept that toxic love, you know, because I felt like it was so much easier to try to Use the love someone else gives you to love yourself, to value yourself when you don't value yourself already. Another thing that I learned is that another person's love cannot fulfill me, especially if I don't love myself first. So that's why I said, that's kind of reiterating what I said earlier. Y'all, this relationship, it set me up, even though it was very toxic and, you know, it's like crazy when I think about back on it because I've spent four years of my life, you know, entertaining this toxicity. Like, why? But we all go through this. Like we no relationship is perfect. We all go through our trial and errors. And I've learned so much in this in that past relationship that has helped my current relationship so, so, so much. And you guys, like literally a month later after me and him breaking up, maybe like a month and a half later, I started talking to my current boyfriend. So if you guys kind of want that story on how that happened and basically how how much my relationship has changed, how much my outlook on relationships has changed, just let me guys know and I could definitely include that into a podcast episode. Um so as you guys know, we have the severe word, which is a segment. And in this severe word, I kind of have like three um kind of main quotes or inspirational sayings that I want to give to you guys because I feel like all of these apply when you're dealing with just a toxic relationship. And a toxic relationship does not even have to be um just a romantic relationship, that can also be your family, your friends, like even work associates, like toxic relationships are just a relationship that is not good between you and another individual. It does not have to be romantic, but because I am discussing this in a romantic setting, I am going to give you guys some words that can help you have a different outlook or just help, just encourage you to get out of that toxic situation. So the first one is The first severe word for this episode is no matter how much time you have invested into someone, don't let that be the reason you hold on, simply for the sake of holding on. You guys, like, I spent four years with this person, and because we had so much time under our belt, I felt like, you know what, I can't just give up on this because we spent so much time. But you guys... Don't let the amount of time that you invest into someone be the only reason to hold on when there is nothing else, nothing else beneficial besides the time because the time is in the past and you can't never get that back. But what you can do is control your future, control the amount of access that person has to you right now and in the future. And we do that a lot, especially with family. With family and relationships, like, we hold on because we have so much time. That person knows me. They understand me. And it's so much easier to stay in that toxic situation because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, than to escape it and be uncomfortable and figure things out and learn. You know, that's why I said in one of my journal entries... Um, actually, let me find it so I can quote it exactly, because... I discussed it. Okay, I said, it's crazy how choosing you is the hardest but best decision over choosing us. But you can't be forced to choose you. You have to truly desire and be ready for it. Because sometimes you're not even ready to face yourself. So it is so easy to stay in that toxic situation, that toxic relationship, because sometimes when you have to escape that reality, you are faced with yourself. And during that time, like I told you guys, like I did not love myself. I did not value myself. So I was nowhere near ready to face myself and deal with my own, you know, hardships and deal with my own demons because it was just so easy for me to just, ignore anything that I felt personally and anything that I had going on with me mentally and spiritually personally so that is another point okay you guys because I feel like I'm low-key feel like I'm preaching right now but this is like therapy for me because I have a lot to get off my chest and I feel like I feel after this episode I'll have the ultimate closure like I've had closure before but I feel like putting this out into the world you know washing my hands with it Helping somebody else potentially with this message, that is like my ultimate closure. So the other severe word that I have for you guys is you are enough. Your love is enough. And when it seems as though it's not, you may be pouring too much into a broken vessel. Snap, 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 snap. Because I remember like just feeling like when somebody steps out on you in a relationship, it makes you question, like, dang, like, am I not enough? Like, is my love not enough? Am I not enough? And I remember feeling that like that so many times, but to someone listening to this, I just want you to know, like, you are enough. You know, your love is enough. You are enough. And when it seems that you're not enough, you might be pouring too much into a broken vessel. You may need to, you know, reel it back in, And come to a common ground with that person or break it off. Because when you're pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring into a cup that has a hole on the bottom, that is just everything you're pouring is just getting flushed out and you're not getting anything to refill your cup. It's kind of like, what is like, what are you pouring into? You're not. And that's the thing. Like with any relationship, you pour a little they pour a little. You pour a little, they pour a little. There may be times where you got to pour a little bit more. And there may be times where they can just, they only have a little, a little drop. But as long as, you know, it's never one-sided, you know, then it's actually worth saving. Because there's times in a relationship where you're, you're both not going to be great you might have things going on with you mentally, physically, whatever, but that's the thing in a relationship. You're there to support each other. And I felt like I wasn't supported in that relationship. The last severe word that I have for you guys, and then we'll get going because I know this is kind of like a longer episode, um, is your forgiveness is not a pass for them to constantly make the same mistakes that end up hurting you you must know when to move on. Yes, 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 yes. You may forgive. And when that person asks for your forgiveness, you take them back. Yes. But if they keep repeatedly doing the same things that hurt you, then it's time to move on, baby. It's time to move on because you cannot allow yourself, you cannot allow somebody to have that much power over you to repeatedly... You know, beat you down, beat you down, and ask for forgiveness. That is not how things work. I'm sorry, but for too long, I let somebody run all over me. For too long, I didn't value myself enough to say, this is not how this relationship is going to work. And remember, you guys, you teach somebody how to treat you, you teach somebody, you know, how to act towards you. And if you're letting somebody just keep you know, doing the same things over and over and over with no consequence, why would they stop? Because they know they can get away with it. So I just want to say that to everyone who's listening, if you have gone through a toxic relationship or a toxic situation, feel free to let me know, like, how'd you get out of it? You know, what were the circumstances? What did you learn from that relationship or that situation? Because we all go through having some type of toxic relationship, even if it's not just romantic, but we all have to establish boundaries and, you know, just try to get through a relationship that may not be healthy or may be going through some things at the time. So that is all I have for you guys today. Um, I'm kind of looking at the time and I said, oh wow, that's a lot of time. Um, but let me know what you guys think about this episode um, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Tina Severe. Follow The Severe Club on Instagram at The Severe Club. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go watch us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go subscribe to our SoundCloud or follow us on SoundCloud to stay updated. You know? But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I just want to spread peace and love to everyone listening. And thank you guys for watching. Bye!